Hi, welcome to Vibrant Life, episode 46. My name is Jessica Parker. I'm a holistic health coach with a master's in health psychology, as well as a fitness instructor. And it has been a minute since I have done an episode of Vibrant Life because I've been moving. I've been in this house now for a few weeks, but if anybody has recently moved, you will feel my pain. <laughs> it is such a long process and just takes so much out of you. You know, it's not just like the physical, but just the mental, emotional stress of it. And, you know, not only does it take time, but then you're tired. So I have um, taken a little bit of a break, but I'm back. We're finally feeling kind of settled. So, and I love my new space. So today we are going to talk about five reasons that I believe everything in moderation, I say that in quotes, might be BS for you. And I'm, I say you like in all caps because whatever moderation may or may not look like is going to be different for all of us. That's always the case. We're all very different in our health journeys. And I'm different in my health journey now than I was 10 or 20 years ago. That's how it works for all of us. So these days when I am like, browsing Instagram or Facebook, getting distracted by the cute reels. I'm noticing a lot of like bashing basically um, toward keto, carnivore, carnivore, low carb, those approaches to diet and nutrition. Now, regardless of what you kind of follow, you're always going to have somebody, you know, naysayers on the other side. Absolutely. But I just, you know, there's something about it that kind of gets to me a little bit. And I am not saying that everybody has to follow this type of protocol, um, but there's usually not a lot, a lot of reason behind the bashing aside from it seems so restrictive and you don't need to give up carbs or sugar as if sugar is a food group. <laughs> but I want to speak to the other side of the story. So I work primarily with women and a lot of them just feel so stuck. Their hormones are jacked. They might have autoimmune junk. Um, sometimes they don't even know they have autoimmune stuff going on and they just can't seem to shake off the cravings. They feel like they've tried everything and nothing sticks. A lot of times they're just so frustrated and they, they end up like feeling just bad about themselves as if, you know, somehow they're doing something wrong. I'm here to say that you can't take a blanket approach with stuff. Back in my 20s and most of my 30s, um, I totally would have agreed with, oh my gosh, low carb. In fact, I've shared that before, how when keto started becoming a thing, I was like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> like, it's so bad for you. And then, of course, I started doing more research. But so everything for me personally changed when I hit my 40s. Like, of course, right? I started to realize, oh, hormones are a thing, <laughs> not just for other people, for me too. Um, and then I also had a health, what I call it is a health crisis, which um, if you have followed me at all, you've heard me tell my story of my mercury toxicity and, you know, high stress, mercury toxicity all at the same time um, really like did a number on me. And I started to change my perspective a lot in looking at the details of what I had been doing to my body for a long time. I always thought I was the healthiest person I knew, you know, but then you can be doing things to your body in small ways that take years to accumulate and then one day, bam. So that's what I started realizing. And it wasn't any longer about just like the number on the scale and um, fitting into my jeans. 
but there were so much more um, deeper realizations that I had about what was going on with my body. And it's given me a lot of empathy and understanding with clients for sure. So here are my five things um, to consider when it comes to, you know, the whole everything in moderation and why it might not be good for you to really focus on that or have that perspective. So hormones is the first thing. Hormones, um, of course, you know, we're talking sex hormones, but there are other hormones as well. I talk about leptin and ghrelin, which are in charge of basically your cravings and satiation. And those can be very, very um, out of balance as well. And then people think there's something wrong with me. I have these out of control cravings, but our standard American diet really trains our body to be out of balance. And then you're, you know, you're going to eat a full meal and then still feel like you're, you're hungry in a way you have these cravings. So that's one thing, but then just your sex hormones also really need to be nourished. And sometimes that means getting junk, not sometimes it means getting junk out of our diet, you know? And so you can't be telling people have whatever you want, you know? Um, I, for one, was on a blood sugar roller coaster and always borderline anemic. In fact, I've never been allowed to give blood because I was always borderline anemic. Um, I was vegetarian for a while and did the low fat thing for a long, long time. And I always had to have food in my purse. I always had to have like bars or bags of like trail mix or whatever, always with me because it was beyond the hangry thing. I would literally like had, I've had times where I kind of like blacked out a little bit, not, you know, not just where things go dark. I don't mean pass out. I've, I've never actually passed out, but I'm sure some people can relate, you know, because I was just so much on that crazy cycle and I was doing it to myself thinking that I was eating perfectly healthy. Right. So, um, our hormones really need to be nourished at a, our bodies need to be nourished at a cellular level and therefore our hormones will be nourished. And so this whole idea of you can, you can have whatever you want within moderation, well, it will catch up to you. <laughs> and so, um, I also, along with this have like really focused on toxicity in my life in general. I pay so much more attention to what goes on my body and in my body. You can't see it, but I have all my, like, not all, some of my many, many essential oils up there. Like I, I used to be into those you, you know, the little wax melts, I'm not going to say the brand, but you know, um, the wax melts that you plug in. And I used to be really into those. I just was so sad when I <laughs> got rid of my, um, laundry detergent, you know, the, like, I just liked how it smelled. And now, um, I smell it and I can't, I actually get kind of congested right away when I encounter somebody who has like that strong, perfumey smell on them. I can't handle it. So anyway, but those things, you guys, um, they cause inflammation within our system. And what we're doing now more than ever is constantly taking them in. And that includes food. I know that that's what we're talking about, um, but it includes food. So I'm going to move on because that one is one that I could just stay stuck on so much. I know um, so many women that really, really struggle with hormone issues at a younger age than ever before. You know, um, we have a lot of estrogen dominance and that not only comes from hormones like within, with um, in our meats and dairy, which, you know, focus on horm hormone free 
that means that they're not adding hormones. Obviously those things are going to naturally have hormones in them, but make sure you're getting things that are not um, treated with hormones. But also things like plastics, soy, um, you have fragrances. The word fragrance, when you see it on something, could mean any number of toxic chemicals that you're putting in your body. It all causes inflammation and it can all lead to estrogen dominance and hormone imbalance. So moving on. So the second thing is insulin. Number two is insulin. And that is a hormone, but I gave it its own number because it's such a huge issue. Um, we talk a lot about blood sugar, but insulin can actually be way out of whack before you ever even know it before it shows up on blood sugar levels. So you can have an insulin issue, be um, insulin resistance for years, years before you ever realize it. And it's not something that doctors typically test, unfortunately. According to the CDC, around 34% of the population has either diabetes or prediabetes, and up to 70% of overweight and obese people may have some form of insulin resistance. I mean, that's kind of a duh, in my opinion. And I would argue that those numbers are probably a lot higher, especially since, um, you know, the vid. Insulin is released from the pancreas. It's responsible for moving glucose from the bloodstream to our cells to use as energy for later. When you have this kind of metabolic dysfunction, you really cannot just do, quote, everything in moderation, you know? Um, that is a very dangerous place to, to be, and so many people are there, so many people. So let me move on from there. Number three is gut health and food sensitivities. It might be a no-brainer, uh, but people actually assume that if someone has gastrointestinal stress, that they'd give up certain foods, you know? Oh, no problem, I that doesn't agree with me, so I'm not gonna eat, but that's just not true. I know a lot of people who either, nope, sorry, I like that too much, or they take some kind of medication to counteract, but that medication is likely causing more issues in other ways. Um, but you can also have this, it's very typical to have some kind of gut dysbiosis and not know it. Like if you've ever heard of leaky gut, that is something where you're not you're not gonna have gastrointestinal issues, but you could have a lot of inflammation in your body and just not know why. Well, one big reason I bring this up or why it's number three on the list, and these are not in order of priority, by the way, but there are so many very popular ingredients in our foods, such as gluten and industrial seed oils. I'm talking like canola, soy, corn, those oils that just wreak havoc on our gut lining and will cause leaky gut. So you're basically getting food proteins into your bloodstream and it causes inflammation and it will lead to food sensitivities and you might not ever make the connection, but it's so very common. So, you know, we're over here going, well, how boring to like take gluten out of my diet and how boring to not be able to go have my fancy sugary drinks on the weekends with the girls or whatever, you know, but sugar in and of itself will cause um, inflammation and gut issues. Number four is that it can just be a very slippery slope. So some people cannot do everything in moderate moderation or anything in moderation. I mean, we're again, all at different journeys within our health. There was a time where I couldn't have, you know, um, here, just have this little piece of chocolate. You know, there are people who 
you know, might have that. And then that just triggers this response where it's like all downhill from there. And that's a very real thing. Food addiction is a very real thing. Um, I think it's a very interesting place to be with food because it's not like drugs or alcohol where we don't need those and we can put them out of our lives and just be like, I cannot have those. I cannot be near them. Food can very much be an addiction and a substance that we use to self-medicate and yet we also need it. And so it's, it's harder, it's trickier. There can be so much involved, but somebody who is really struggling in that realm, um, just having a little bit might be way too much, might just like start this whole thing um, and, and restart the struggle basically. And it can be very damning to hear like, oh, that's too restrictive. You should be able to handle it basically is kind of the message that might be portrayed. You know, like we should be able to eat whatever. You're missing out. It's fun to, you know, have all the carbs and the gluten and the sugary drinks, you know? Um, so somebody who, who is in that position needs to, to reframe and rethink about all this, which we'll get to in a minute. We are very far out of balance with our standard American diet. This is number five and lifestyle. Those go together. It's the whole notion of misery loves company, right? People are more unhealthy than ever. Chronic disease is through the roof and can largely be attributed to obesity and things like insulin resistance, which are all issues of poor metabolic health. But back to we're just like, well, I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out on the fun. Life is too short. Um, those things, you know, sugar and all the carbs and things make us happy. They give us those happy chemicals in our brain. I'm sure you all have seen there's pictures you can find online where it shows like a brain and its response to sugar or processed foods. And then you have a brain next to it and you see its response, like the places it lights up um, in response to things like cocaine. And they look very similar. So it's, you know, not a surprise that there is such a thing as food addiction and people do self-medicate with food. Uh, people just don't want the sad, boring life without sugar and gluten, you know, and all the processed carbs. But what I'm going to challenge people to do is change your perspective and reframe. So the goal should be to feel amazing, to have awesome energy, to be more physically capable and have healthy hormones, to have healthy brains. So what if eating a more back to the basics lifestyle actually offered all these things, which to me spells freedom. If I have optimal health, I feel strong, I feel free. I don't miss those things. And I'm taking care of myself. I'm not dependent on constantly going to the doctor. I'm not constantly feeling like crap. We have to learn new ways. We have to celebrate in different ways. We can still thoroughly enjoy our food, but once you start prying your little fingers off of all the crap that we're constantly having, you actually do start enjoying the other stuff. And I can fully attest to that. I never thought that I would get rid of, you know, like my fresh baked bread from the store, you know, with hummus. And that's what I had for dinner, you know, or ice cream. Like I had ice cream probably every night. I'm not even kidding. Or um, the crappy coffee creamers, you know, that like 
they have every flavor you could dream of. I think they kind of all taste the same, but they have every flavor. So those kind of things, I thought, I'm fine. I'm eating low fat, you know, and I had no idea how out of balance I was until I can compare now to how healthy I feel. Okay, so in conclusion, I am not trying to throw anybody under the bus who's out there on their social media platforms saying, no, you need to have freedom in your eating and your food choices. You can have anything, just have it in moderation. I do believe that those people are well-intentioned. I just don't think that they're, they've experienced it themselves. I was there, I was there. I had that message before, so I completely get it. But I don't want people judging themselves for not being able to have that food freedom. And I do think it's important that if you're struggling, that you understand that you might have to tighten it up in ways, but it's okay and it's well worth it, well worth it in the long run. All right, you guys, so I'm gonna end there. You can find me at thatvibrantlife.com, Facebook, Vibrant Life, Instagram, that underscore Vibrant Life, and I also wanted to offer, so I have, I make, I've started making this tallow body butter. I'm very much nose to tail with me and so this is made from purified beef tallow um, i purify it several times over and i do add almond oil to it and then um, the fragrance is essential oils so this one is bergamot vanilla i have one ounce two ounce and four ounce jars and you can i'll link below and if you use code podcast 10 no spaces you can get 10 percent off so um I love these. I even put it on my face. I have oily skin, but I put it on my face. I have no reaction in terms of like breakouts from it, but it's so super nourishing. Tallow is more like our skin at a cellular level versus like a plant oil or a plant moisturizer, plant-based, I should say. I hate that term plant-based, but it is more like our skin molecularly that's a hard word to say. Therefore, it absorbs better and it's more nourishing for our skin. So I've had so many great um, reviews and people having results like the stuff, dry skin and just different skin issues they've dealt with for a long time. And it's not magic. It's just like our diet, you know, back to the basics. It does wonderful things. All right, you guys have a wonderful day.